You're listening to the Book Your Dream Clients podcast, episode 51. You're listening to the Book Your Dream Clients podcast, where we believe business can be simple and you can use your intuition to run towards your goal. Self-made business and success coach, Lindsay Maloney, helps you start and scale your dream coaching business. With her step-by-step intuitive and creative guidance, you'll leave ready to put her tips into action, push your business forward, and work with your dream clients. Lindsay is here to help you get unstuck and structure your brilliance into a coaching business that's sustainable and financially exhilarating. Here's your host, Lindsay Maloney. Today's episode is with Veronica Grant, who is a love and life coach. And we talk about all things dating, relationships, coaching, and business, all kinds of stuff in a small amount of time. But I think you're really going to like it, especially if you are just building your business and you're trying to figure out what kind of coach you should be. And you're trying to find the confidence to kind of own your own journey. I think you're really going to enjoy this. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode. Veronica, thank you so much for being on the Book Your Dream Clients podcast. I'm super excited to visit with you. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. You're so welcome. I love to interview all kinds of people for the podcast um, to get all kinds of tips, but I also love interviewing other coaches. And I am really interested in... um, in what you do. I have not had a love coach on our podcast before. So um, this is something that's going to be very interesting for our audience as well. So why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to everyone? Yeah, my name is Veronica. And let's see, I live in the Bay Area with my husband and our cute little doggy. Um, And I have been coaching for, let's see, this would be my fifth year. And then in terms of doing love coaching, that's been um, four years. And I'm sure that's a story we'll get into as to how I made that switch um, a little bit later, but I help women who feel like they have it all except love find it. And I approach my coaching from a very, um, from like a spiritual, maybe one could say woo place, but I try to be really grounded and practical, you know, cause my ideal client is not necessarily someone who's like, Oh, I'm super woo, but they're just looking for something different. Cause all of the, you know, stale old dating advice that's out there around like be more feminine or just be flirty or be yourself is like, you know, not really working. Surprise, surprise. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I, I've been married for long, a long time. So this area is something that I, I don't even think we really had um, the capabilities of having a love coach online when I was dating, (laughs) when I, husband. Um, so this is like such, such fresh content for me. And it's, and if my husband's listening, I'm not like looking for tips on how to find, (laughs) I'm good, but I love that you are doing this. So tell us about how you got started. Cause you said, um, this isn't something that I originally began with. Um, you probably, you had like a year where you were just kind of putting it together. Correct. Yeah. So I call my first year of business, like my starter year, my practice year. Um, and it was just a, um, uh, it was a whirlwind. That's one way you could put it. Uh, so I started as a health coach. I think a lot of coaches start as a health coach. So there's lots of, yeah, there's lots of health coach training programs out there. And so I, um, you know, I have, I had a story of just really struggling with body image and, um, eating, but not to like diet and lose weight all the time. And, um, and I finally, you know, got to a point where I was feeling better in my body and I was really eating to feel nourished, 
rather than eat to lose weight. And I really want, and I was, and I had been teaching fitness classes and yoga classes and all that kind of stuff for a really long time. And I really hated this job that I had. Like I hated it so much. And my, um, I was talking to one of my friends one time and she was like, Oh, well, you know, why do you do what you love on nights and weekends? And I was like, Oh yeah, I could just teach yoga classes and fitness is full. And she was like, yeah, but Veronica, I think you might get a little bored just teaching fitness classes all the time. Um, you should check out my friend's business. She went to a health coaching school and now she's a health coach. So she still teaches, but she also does this other thing. And I was like, that's interesting. I never heard of this before. And so I, you know, immediately like stalked this girl for probably about a good year. <laughs> I don't even know if I ever reached out to her. I just stalked her in her business. And, um, and then I enrolled in health coaching school. Um, I went to IIN. Um, I did the program. I started coaching for a year and it was horrible. Um, I hardly got any clients. I really had no clue what I was doing. I, I mean, I had one client and yet I was working 12, 14 hour days and I have no clue what I was doing. I think I was just tinkering around on my website. Mm -hmm. And so, um, in a moment of desperation, I did a free coaching call with someone with, with a life and business coach. And, um, we just had a conversation. And when I talked to her, I realized, oh my gosh, I don't have like a focus or like a brand or there's no clear message. Like I really just need to work with this person. And so I worked with her and probably about four or five months into our working together, I just kind of casually said one time, I was like, yeah, a lot of people in my community, they just tell me they want to lose weight so they can date. Or they tell me they want to lose weight because they don't feel good putting themselves out there when they feel like this. And then I also kind of mentioned, oh, yeah, I just went to lunch with my friend because she really wanted my two cents on her love life. And she was like, uh, Veronica, follow the breadcrumbs. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what? Dating coaching? Relationship coaching? She was like, yeah. And I was like, I was like, that's not a thing. People don't pay for that. Um, it turns out I was wrong. People do pay for that. And it is a thing. And um, that's how I switched. So I switched about a year into my um, year into my business. And, you know, I like to be really upfront about that first year. Mm -hmm. I did a webinar once where zero people came to it. I did. Um, We've all been there. Yes. I did a beta coaching program um, where it was like $50 for six weeks. I was just trying to get something off the ground to like make myself feel better and to start coaching. Zero people signed up for it and it cost freaking $50. Um, and I think I made $17,000 that first year in business. So um, wasn't so great. Um, and then once I switched over to, to dating coaching and relationship coaching, I just got so excited I wasn't finding myself, you know, Wednesday night being like, oh crap, I need to write a blog post. You know, I just mm -hmm. had content and ideas just like oozing out of my brain. Um, and it's, and I never look back. It's been amazing. I mean, I think my list was like 200 people when I switched over. And I think within that first six months, my list had, I think, tripled in size, which is pretty fast. <laughs> um, is, especially yeah. when you're first starting out and don't have biggest community or reach in the world. Um, and I think that just goes to show like, you know, people were interested in hearing what I had to say, because I was actually interested in talking about it. 
So it sounds like to me that the health coaching business was your gateway drug because I feel like that's like all the entrepreneurs gateway drug is a health coaching. We all have that. So weird. We should take a poll. So we have some actual stats (laughs) because everyone says it. Um, So you started out with that and you were like, you know, this is great. I know I want to help people, but this isn't like the right spot. Like you're something was off. And then it's always the obvious thing to everyone else except you. And it always takes us the longest to figure it out for some reason. Yeah. And because I think it's, oh, that's, that's easy to me. It has to be hard. Like we always think everything has to be hard and take forever and it doesn't. So once that finally clicked for you, everything started falling into place. Yeah. And the other thing too, is that I, um, that I learned is, you know, my, my business coach, her name's Hillary Rubino, if you know her, she's not coaching anymore, but she's also very much like a spiritual life coach. And so we were just working on my own inner stuff. And probably the first three or four months I was working together was hardly about business. I kept saying, when are you talking about business? When are you talking about business? And she was like, this is business. You are your business. You your stuff first. I was like, okay. Um, so I just went along with it. And what I really discovered through that process is you know, my story was not just a story about, you know, some girl who had poor body image, but it was really a story that was wrapped up in me getting my validation through men. Um, So my, you know, my struggle with, you know, I had a really hard time dating and, you know, I had no problem meeting guys. I had problems like, you know, having them like want me over the long period. Mm. Um, And so, and that was very much tied to my lack of confidence, which was very much tied to my, my body image. So I was really just dating from this place of like behind a facade because um, I really thought that I wasn't skinny enough to have a kind of guy I want. So I'd had to like kind of play that up or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so it was also very much tied to my own story. And so I could just talk about my own experiences dating and my different relationships, which I personally, you know, I know people have different you know, comfort levels of what they share. But I personally had no problem sharing old stories of dates gone wrong or relationships and lessons learned just because it was really interesting for me to go back and look at it from a new perspective. And people love to hear that because they're like, oh my God, I'm not crazy. Or, oh my God, like this, this person, this girl can relate to me. Mm-hmm. So you probably go through the same thing with your clients. They're probably like, when are you going to give me the dating tips, Veronica? And <laughs> and you're like, this is, <laughs> this is the dating tip. Exactly. Like I've got, I've had plenty of clients where we've gotten to the last session. They're like, Veronica, we've hardly talked about dating. And I'm like, this whole, it's like, that's the whole big cosmic joke. Like it's about all about dating, but then none of it's about dating. <laughs> yep. Yep. Exactly. It's always mindset stuff and that's not what people are seeking right away. And then they kind of, Oh, so it, it kind of is, I've been telling myself all these stories, whether it has to do with dating or starting your business or whatever, it's always the inside work. Totally. And I tell them too, I'm like, you know, dating's just the gateway drug. Just, I literally say that phrase, just like you said with health coaching. Cause I'm like, yeah, dating's, dating's just the gateway drug. It's like what this, the pain point is, but this isn't just about dating. And they've seen also how our coaching helps them in so many other aspects of their life. Yes, it helps them in romantic relationships, but also platonic relationships, relationships with their family. If they have kids, it helps them. If they have a business, it helps them. If they have a career and they want, you know, a promotion or another career track or whatever, it helps that. And um, it helps their health. Like it just, you know, when you, when you focus on you, it's going to help everything in your life. It's not, 
you know, dating doesn't exist in a vacuum is what I always say. Mm, yeah, totally. The confidence. Yeah. It's not just with that one um, pipe pipeline. It's with all of them. So I love that. I've never thought about it that way. That's really interesting. So when people first come to you, let's just say, you know, you had five, five ladies walk up to you. What do you think? What can you kind of just guess what they're going to ask you right off the bat? Cause you've probably worked with lots of people already. What are their, um, their vain struggles? What are they going through right now? They're either going to ask me about their specific, what I call situationship, <laughs> or they're going to ask me about, and not even ask me, but more of just like, tell me about how awful online dating is. Mm-hmm. Um, those are probably one of the two places they would start with. And sometimes they can be combined because it can be a situationship from a guy online. Um, but depending on their age and if they've been divorced or never been married, um, it'll usually just be like, this is what's going on for me. Like, I don't understand why am I still single? So is that a big thing? I feel like such an old lady now. <laughs> is that a big thing? <laughs> online dating? Online dating. I know it's a big thing, but is is that where a lot of people are trying to date? Like, I know everyone kind of is such a, you know, if I try it online, it's, is it easier than in person or what are people gravitating more right now? Um, yeah, it totally depends on your personality. People will always say like, there's still this belief that, um, meeting someone in quote unquote real life in person is the gold standard. And that's just a story that people tell themselves about what it means to meet someone in person versus online. I personally think meeting someone online and online dating, I think it's great, especially if you're introverted, especially if you're a single mom, especially if you're someone where you just don't want to go out all the time and just feel like you have to like be meeting people so that you could potentially meet someone. Um, I think it just takes a lot of the pressure off. It's for me when I was dating, it was so much easier. You know, I, I'm not like the most extroverted person in the world and I'm someone who I don't necessarily know a ton of, ton of people. I know a few people really well. And so for me, it's really hard to meet new people like that. Cause I would rather just go hang out with a couple of my closest friends, either invite them over to my house or go to their house or just go to, to like a quiet bar and just like hang out or whatever and not like be socialized everyone at the bar. And so like that is really hard to meet new people. Right. And you're just going to meet the same people over and over again. Not to say that like I couldn't have pushed myself, but, and I did, right. but like, it's just not natural to me again, because I'm very just reserved and introverted kind of stuff. So for me, I just really liked being able to go online and I was using OkCupid and Hinge at the time when I was dating Tinder was around, but it was definitely more of just the hookup. Um, mm-hmm. app. It's not that anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it can be, but it's definitely more than just that. Um, and so um, I just love that I could just meet people online and then go out on a date and I was meeting great guys. And then I would go to hang out with my friends and there would be zero pressure to be like, Oh God, I should meet somebody right now. Mm. Um, turns out when I was like in that like place of like no pressure to meet anyone, cause I was already meeting people online. I did end up meeting people in person, but that was very rare for me mm-hmm. or, or not rare, but like, just like, whoa, like this happened, like this doesn't usually happen. Um, so I think online dating is, is great. And I think that we just have to you know, I always say online dating isn't the problem. It's how you relate to it is the problem. Oh yeah, totally. Um, and online dating isn't so different from meeting people at a bar, especially the swipe apps, because like if you're meeting at 
if you're if you walk into a bar or a party or a meetup event or some singles event or whatever, you are already swiping right and left in your brain. Mm-hmm, I'm sure. <laughs> no one's walking around with a freaking profile plastered to their back. Right. And so <laughs> I think um, when you're using like the apps like Hinge or um, or Tinder or Bumble or whatnot, it's much more realistic to, the, to what it is actually like when you meet someone in person. Because uh, when you meet someone, you know, using Match or okay cupid and i was totally guilty of this you begin to make decisions on whether or not someone would be a good partner for you based on really silly things um and the story i always share is when i so i am from north carolina i went to unc chapel hill and so obviously big basketball school and our arch nemesis is duke Mm -hmm. and we hate duke we don't like duke basketball like boo duke or whatever (laughs) um and and so I was, I was on OkCupid and I was just looking through some profiles and this one guy looked awesome. Just like, you know, it looked like he was just really smart, had a good career. He was cute. He was interested in similar things, blah, blah, blah. And then I get to the end of his profile and he says something about blue devils and I'm like, oh yeah, no freaking way. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just so stupid. Right. And, mm. and, and um, and so I never messaged him and, you know, who knows, I'm just kidding. Um, I'm happily married now, but, um, <laughs> uh, anyways, I know this is a silly example, but I feel like we make a lot of really silly decisions based on really arbitrary stuff when you use online dating. So I actually like, I do like in person, but I really also just like the swipe because it just go on your gut and what your gut thinks. Well, and I also feel like our communication style is so much different than it was, you know, 20 years ago or whatever. Texting feels so much more casual and comfortable for everybody. Yeah. And I know that a lot of the older generation kind of frowns upon that, which I, I disagree. I feel like if we're comfortable with communicating in any way, then more power to whatever that method is because communication is so important. And I'd rather, you know, if I was dating, I would rather meet somebody and be able to talk to them via phone than have to go out to a bar because I'm not a bar person. And if I live in a small town, there are literally no options. So this is a great avenue for me. So it's like, find what works best for you in any way of your life, what you feel most comfortable, and then use that tool if it's available. So we should be really grateful that there are tools like that that are available for us. So tell me, totally. did you meet your husband on an app or how did you meet your husband? So I met my husband at a bar. It was actually through a friend. So it was very rare. And what's funny is when we met, I was very drawn to him, but I never thought anything serious would come from it. So I was like, this is fun. I'm going to play this up, but nothing's going to come from it. Um, and so I think I was completely unattached to any particular outcome, which is I think one of the reasons why it worked yes. out, at least at the beginning. Um, uh, it's funny because when I met him, he was dating someone else and I, you know, oh my God, I had that week, I'd probably been on like three or four different OkCupid dates. Um, <laughs> so um, yeah, we met, we met through a mutual friend and we didn't actually start dating when we met because again, he was dating someone else. Um, so we ended up dating started dating about six weeks after we first met. I love that. I met my husband when I was four. So (laughs) that's our story. (laughs) 
<laughs> I love to hear about this. This is such a, a foreign topic to me. And, but what I really like is like, you're so comfortable talking about it. And that's why you are doing this for a living. And that's so important to all of the coaches out there who are feeling like they have to be a certain person. Like you said, I stalked this one person for a whole year and nothing came of it because you were trying to be somebody else, right? So totally. you fi- finally found wh- where you're comfortable and where you're really good at, that's when everything started to fall into place. Yeah. And I just really keep my eyes on my own paper. You know, like I know, um, I know like other love and relationship type coaches, like I know them, like we have professional relationships, like I've been on their podcasts or, you know, they've been on mine or mm-hmm. we've done summits together, but I don't follow you know, every single blog post or episode mm-hmm. they put out because I don't want it to influence you yes. know, my own work and what I believe. And so it's like, I have a list of like who quote unquote competitors are. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, you know, cause in the beginning I was definitely not doing that. I would go to like other health coaches or at the very beginning, even of relationship coaching, like, okay, what is she doing? And then like mm-hmm. model my sales page after hers. And it's like, okay, why is anyone buying my things? Like Exactly. Yeah, Cause you weren't being are. yourself. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and, and I just find that the more I, I mean, just, gosh, that first Hillary, my first coach, she was just so right. Like the more I focus on my own work, then the more I'm able to show up more authentic to my audience, the more confident I feel to, you know, reach out to colleagues for um, collaboration or just to connect. Um, it's just, you know, it's just, it all comes back down to, to my own work. And it's, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm Capricorn. So I'm like super into the business stuff. I'm really good at it. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, but that alone isn't going to get me to where I want to go or really where I think any, you know, personal brand or life coach type of person wants to get, you really have to, I think do your own work and um, have your own, not just like personality, but your own, like your own unique perspective and wisdom behind the work Mm -hmm. that you do. Yeah. And you're owning your journey and that's so important. And that's how you stand out online because there's a sea of coaches and there's a sea of love coaches and life coaches. Like there's thousands of us. But when you're owning your own journey and you're saying like, I know, I've been there, you guys, you know, like for me, like if I decided I can be a love coach and, and people come to me, how do I meet people online to be, I don't know, I'm, <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I can't totally. pretend to be somebody that I'm not. And you're owning that because you're recognizing your own journey. So what would you say to somebody who's listening and is like, you know, I'm really good at this, but I'm like, oh, maybe they feel embarrassed to be, to call themselves this type of coach and they're just kind of camouflaging themselves with something, what would you, what would be like your biggest tip for them to just own whoever they are? Well, I think, I mean, I would say a couple things. I would say, you know, the first thing I would say, and sometimes this is something I have to still remind myself, like having your own business and being a coach is a choice. You know, no one's making anyone do Mm -hmm. it and you can, and if, and, and, I, and I find just for me giving myself permission, like, hey, Veronica, if this ever gets to be too much, you can go get a job, you mm-hmm. know, or you can just have another kind of business, like, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. And so when I give myself that permission, then I take the pressure off myself to like be someone. Um, and for me, then that from that place, it's much easier for me to 
share my story or share a piece of advice or wisdom or inspiration with my audience, um, when I feel like I'm pressuring myself to like, oh, I've got to do something today or got to share something today or got to write something awesome or whatever, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's always going to come out feeling a little like forced and no one's going to resonate with it. It's not going to feel really great creating it. And so in that moment, I'll just be like, you know what, Veronica, you don't have to do this right now. And maybe it's just in that moment, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but it's also like a bigger permission of like, you're choosing this path every single day. Um, And obviously there's a different, you know, there's differing um, levels of comfort. I don't think you necessarily have to just be a totally like open book and share every single little mm-hmm. thing with your audience. There's definitely a range for sure. Mm-hmm. But I do think as a coach, it's really important to, um, you know, to, to share that because, you know, if I, I've had people, you know, I've been on podcasts or I've been on summits or whatever. And after those air, people will send me a direct message on Instagram or something. And they're like, how can I work with you? And it's like, they're not shopping around for a love mm-hmm. coach and it's not like, okay, I'm talking to like three other people, you know, next week. I mean, yeah, sometimes I get, I get that and like, whatever, I don't care. It's fine. Um, mm-hmm. But then sometimes I'll, it's like, they're not looking anywhere else. They want to, they want to work with me. And so I do think there has to be an element of your personality and your experience behind it um, because I think it's just the nature of, of this business. And so I don't know if that's the answer. Maybe it is here. I like it. It It was like be yourself because you you are always good enough, and choose the path of least resistance with everything. Like you said, you chose this. You're you were raised to become a love coach, right? And that we we just we picked this ourselves. We decided one day we want to help other people, and this is how I'm going to help them. And like you said, if if you come to your computer and you're like, this does not feel aligned with what I want to say or do today, you can give yourself permission to not do it or give yourself permission to do it. It's all you. And it always comes back to just, again, choosing the path of least resistance to make your life as easy as possible. So you come off to people like, wow, it looks really great to be this person. I want to know how she does it. I want to work with her. And it's this normal effect. And one thing also, um, is, you know, and especially at first, and I was really shy about sharing my story. And also it's a muscle. I think that's built over time. Like now I'll share a lot more with my audience Mm -hmm. at first. Like I was not sharing some of the stories I share now. So I do think it's a muscle and you just get better and stronger at it. Mm -hmm. Um, But the other thing is when you are scared of sharing a story, it's like, oh, well, people think, you know, that's something we often ask ourselves. And then in and then, you know, this is how I would coach one of my clients, like, oh, well, what do people think if we get divorced or whatever? I'm like, okay, well, who are those people? Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, well, you know, like people I grew up with or whatever. I'm like, okay, but I want names. I know I don't know them, yeah, but I, I want know. names. And then either they realize they can't think of any names of, of anyone when they say, oh, well, people think of me or whatever, mm-hmm. or they can think of names. And they're like, oh yeah, I actually don't really give a crap. What those <laughs> and so I, that's another thing I'll do is sometimes I'm like, there's a post I'm going to post or a podcast episode I'm going to put up or whatever. I'm like, oh, what will people think? And then I'm like, wait a minute, Veronica, who are these people? And, you know, sometimes there might be a specific person in mind. I'm like, do I really care? No, not really. And then more often than not, it's like, oh yeah, there's not actually any people that I'm 
worried about. <laughs> yeah, and I that's bet really that you find when you're, when you're vulnerable that that's when people really reach out to you and thank you for sharing totally. that story. Totally. Mm-hmm. Uh, so good. This was such a great conversation, Veronica. So if people want to find you on social media, let's share um, some links that people can go and see the things that you're sharing. Yeah. So um, I am on Instagram, you know, more than I'd like to be, but that's the best place <laughs> to connect with you. We need um, a support group for people like that. <laughs> um, my, my name there is Veronica E. Grant. Um, and you can reach out to me there. I'm super active in DMs. I love the DMs. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have a podcast as well. So if you are struggling with relationships, my um, podcast is The Love Life Connection. And I have a quiz on my website to help you discover what's blocking you in love. And you can get that at veronicagrant.com forward slash quiz. Love it. Thank you so much for being on the podcast, Veronica. It was awesome to talk with you and learn about what you do and how you help people. I loved hearing your story. And I think that everyone's going to really enjoy this. Thanks so much for having me. This was fun. Want 10 ways for you to start booking your dream clients? I created this workbook for you because I wanted to share my best tips on how I book mine. You're not going to believe how easy these are, and I know you'll be able to take my tips and put them into action ASAP so you can start working with your dream clients. To grab the workbook for free, all you have to do is go to lindsaymaloney.com podcast. Hey coaches, are you a member of the Book Your Dream Clients community yet? Because you should be. Just go to dreamclientcommunity.com to request free access. We do fun things like website audits, challenges, and we even have a book club. Join the free Dream Client community now and we'll see you there. Thank you so much for listening to the Book Your Dream Clients podcast. If you want to find out more information how you can work with me, just head on over to my website, lindsaymaloney.com. You will be able to see how you can work with me privately or in a group setting. I'm all about helping you start and scale your coaching business, so I'd love to hear from you. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on iTunes and leave a rating and review. And if you want bonus points, take a screenshot of a review and tag me on your Instagram story. I'd love to see it and share it with my audience. And plus, you don't want to miss another episode.